You're listening to the Morning Punch and Show with RBNJ live and direct for more cities and an Instagram model's bio. Get ready for some boxing talk on the clock. Let's face it, you're not working and somebody's got to pay for the Wi-Fi. Hey, hey, good morning, everybody. It is RBNJ. This is the Morning Punch and Show, the most unpredictable, honest, and authentic morning boxing talk show in the game. Today is Monday, September 12, 2016. Let me properly introduce my right-hand creator and founder of BadCulture.net. Jay, what's good, Jay? What's good? I'm here. It's Monday. <clears throat> Children made it to school by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin, but whether they make it home in the same condition remains to be seen. But we will set that aside. I'm going to bo- talk about boxing instead of trying to box with my kid this morning. So glad to be with you, RB. It was good to see you uh, Yeah, you know, I left you yesterday. I was out in Inglewood with you. We went to the big fights at the forum. We're going to talk about the fights and the atmosphere and everything and the aftermath. But first, give us the hot question of the day. The hot question of the day, you know, expired by the weekend fights. Will the Brook fight inspire more fighters to step in the ring with Triple G? We want to hear from you. Call 718-508-9852. But we would really, really love your response on Twitter. Please make sure you use the updated hashtag TMPS so we can read as many of your responses as possible. And we'll also weigh in on the topic. So once again, the hot question of the day. Will the Brook fight inspire more fighters to step in the ring with Triple G? Hmm. All right. As Jay said, the lines are open. We're also going to be taking your Canelo Smith weekend fight predictions. So if you want to chime in and talk about Canelo Smith, if you want to talk about Choco Latito or anyone else, you have to press 1. That's how we know that you want to come on air to either speak your piece or play Know It or Blow It, 718-508-9852. So, Jay, let's punch in and let's start with recapping um, and giving this weekend fight results. Let's go to Friday night where Robert Easter got a split decision over Comney. Can you break that down and let us know how that went? Absolutely. This was expected to be a coming out party of sorts for Robert Easter. Um, And it was a really, really competitive fight and a great win for him. Robert Easter started off fast, dominating the early rounds, but not counting Kami out. He battled back during the middle rounds and exchanged and delivered for as much as he took. And these guys went at it over the duration of the rounds. There are a lot of very close rounds in the middle. But Robert Easter prevailed in impressive form. This wasn't expected to be an easy shutout victory with expert matchmaking, and it was a great fight for the development of his career. I like this kid. I think he has the goods. He's really young, and as he goes along in his career, he will develop quite nicely. And, hey, he's doing it under the guise and the tutelage of Adrian Broner, so it looks like he's picking up the good aspects of Adrian Broner and not the bad ones. You know, he knows really when to distance himself from the chaos. So he removed himself from D.C., and we had mentioned this on the ruckus. His last, like, five fights, he was was training down in D.C. at the Headbangers Gym. He removed himself from that environment, took it back to Toledo where he started, took it back training with his father. You know, he knows when he needs to step away from A.B. A.B. is his best friend, but he knows A.B. likes to turn up and get wild. And this guy wants to be a champ. Talking about A.B., A.B. about billions promotions. Let me tell you, Jay, if I'm a fighter right now and I want to be a world champ, I'm signing with A.B. promotions. They got two world champs right now. They got more champs than TMT. A.B. about belts. 
making champs, shaving beards, <laughs> getting it together. A more a more mature Adrian Broner this past weekend in the post fight interviews. He didn't jump in the ring acting all crazy. I did like how he channeled his uh, inner Floyd on the sideline, standing up during the whole fight. I know whoever was sitting behind it was probably pretty pissed, but he handled it well. He's about belts. He got two champions now with Robert Easter and Rashi Warren. So good job, A.B. Maybe you're a better promoter. Yeah, you could tell there was a lot of nervous energy. You could tell him and Robert Easter go way back, and they're just really, really close. Okay, so let's move on to the main event. Oh, we are still going to try to get Robert Easter on the show. That's one thing about him. He is really hard to get on the phone. So um, we're just going to keep stalking him. Anyway, the main event, I did not watch this. I refused to watch it. It was Danny Jacobs versus Sergio Mora. Jay, break it down. You ain't miss shit. Let's just start by saying that. As a matter of fact, Twitter was far more entertaining than the fight could ever, ever be. We officially started the hashtag after the fight. Things more exciting than Mora versus Jacobs, too, or Jacobs versus Mora, too. It don't really matter. It could have been the same thing. It was a mismatch, as with the first fight. Danny Jacobs looked better in this fight than he did in the first fight, so there were no flash knockdowns except uh, on Sergio. Sergio Mora took on all the knockdowns for everybody, so it wasn't anything like the first fight. He went down. He went down. The fight ended. It ended by... Unani- uh, TKO, it didn't end by split decision, it didn't end by split ankle, but Jacobs dominated the fight as he should. And in the end, do you want Triple G uh, after the, uh, uh, we, well, we want the best um, fight, and um, if that's the fight out there, if he's victorious over Kelbra, that's the fight we want. No, that's the fight the WBA is telling you you have to take. He has a version right. of the belt, and come on now. But, yeah, he won the fight. He won the fight. You, you know, uh, Danny Jacobs would probably ask for an astronomical amount of money. I saw on Twitter that he said, you know, we could do this in December in Brooklyn. Okay, so there's so many things wrong okay. with that. First of all, you know, Kid Chocolate's talking about $3 million ain't nothing to get in the <laughs> ring with Golovkin because Floyd makes 50 mil. It's like, well, kid, you're not Floyd. Danny Jacobs is going to want at least $5 million. He's going to want the fight in Brooklyn. And I'm like, okay, what do you want it on Showtime, too? I mean, you know Golovkin fights on HBO. Do you guys have to wear 14-ounce gloves? I mean, there's going to be all these stipulations. I'm not buying it. I don't see it happening next. RB, Danny Jacobs said he wants the Triple G fight next. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh, my God. Stop fucking lying. Don't want that goddamn fight. Quit playing with us, Danny Jacobs. Give me a break. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's move on to Saturday night really quick. I didn't get to watch the fights on Unimas, but Ray Beltran and Andy Ruiz both got the wins out in California. Congratulations to those mm-hmm. guys. Um, but Saturday afternoon <clears throat> started out in London with Golovkin Brooks. Jay? Inglewood. Yeah. Shout out to my city for hosting another great fight in the hood at the forum. I had a ball at the car. Man, great, great fights. Great, great fights. Good turnout. Hey, 6,700 people at the forum. That's a great turnout considering neither of these fighters speak English. Neither of these fighters are from Los Angeles. <laughs> and it was it was hot. It was hot up in the wood on Saturday night, RB. <laughs> Yeah, it was hot in the wood, but let's start out in London, because earlier that afternoon, before we even got to the forum, 
we had Golovkin oh, versus Brooke. Oh, yeah. Let me get my Earl Grey together. My bad. I got two hypes about my city. <laughs> I know. You got hype. Cool. You got hype. I got hype. Golovkin Brooke. We'll start with Golovkin Brooke. And Golovkin Brooke went exactly like we thought it would. <sighs> Golovkin Brooke. What can I say? Kell Brook looked pretty good out there. He was fighting sharp, but so did Amir Khan in the early rounds against Canelo Alvarez because they are smaller, quicker fighters. But in the end, Golovkin did exactly what we predicted on the ruckus when we gave our predictions. He cut the ring off, he walked him down, and he just beat his ass to death, as we expected. Uh-huh. You know, and Kell Brook is uh, worn now because he has an orbital, broken orbital bone or something to that effect. So. No Kell Brook for the immediate future, but honestly, who didn't see that coming? Yeah, you know, afterwards, I was looking at the pictures, and Golovkin, his face kind of looked really banged up. I mean, Brook was actually mm-hmm. touching him and tagging him pretty well. He landed some really nice uppercuts, and it goes to show you that Golovkin is human. He's just a fighter. So, hello, all you middleweight. You know, step up, dare to be great, get in the ring. Kell Brook, after the fight, did say he wants to move to 154, and he feels like he could be really dominant there. He wants the winner, yeah. Canelo Smith. Um, he did mm-hmm. suffer the fractured orbital bone, um, so I'm sure that's going to take several months to recover. I think Mitch Abramson put an article out there that HBO is interested in signing Kell Brook. I don't know with what type of money, since HBO is kind of out of funds right now. So, anyway, the yeah. fight was all right. I mean, nothing really dramatic. Um, I think what happened, you know, was supposed to happen, and none of us were really shocked about that. What's next for Golovkin? They are saying that he is going to fight one more time this year, either at the end of November or December. So, he's going to get his third fight in this year and remain active. Good for him. So, now let's go to Inglewood, where where Chocolatito captured his fourth divisional world title in an epic battle with Carlos Cuadras. There was a crowd of almost 7,000 people at the fabulous forum Saturday night. The, the forum is just known for historical fights. It was my first time there, and I understand why now. It is the best venue. There is not a bad seat in the house. The environment felt like a soccer game. You had so many Nicaraguans there, Mexicans. They were chanting. They were screaming. I mean, I had goosebumps throughout the fight. It felt like a soccer game. Definitely fight of the year candidate. Uh, Chocolatito just really displayed his skills, combination, punching. He applied consistent pressure. His stamina was amazing. Did not run out of gas throughout the entire fight. Um, he was very accurate. Quadras, being the taller and the bigger fighter, did really, really well. He performed at a high level. If you didn't know who, he, who Quadras is, you know who he is now. Um, he yeah, had right. terrific movement, terrific hand speed. I wouldn't mind seeing a rematch. Do I think we're going to get that? Probably not. Say, what's your take? No, we're not getting no rematch. That fight was epic. Anybody who didn't like that fight, I just really question if you like boxing at all. You can't say it was a slugfest and it, there was no technique like a Sotokar's Kamagai. This was a good, technical, hard fight. These guys went to war from round one to round 12. I scored the fight 117 to 111. I've heard some people say that that score was kind of wide. Quadras was getting his work in, but Chocolatito was doing the more devastating work in my opinion, but what's interesting about the more devastating work that Chocolatito was doing is how Chocolatito's face looked afterwards, but you can't Mm. judge a fight on his face, but his face, he was giving us, you know, 
Martin after Marvin Hagler beat his ass and Gina had to resuscitate him after back to life. He was giving us a little Andre Berto after the fight. So Quadras was given as good as he took, but maybe he just has better skin things going on. Yeah, he didn't you know, touched. everybody's face swells up differently, gets banged up differently. So, you know, a lot of people were tweeting the photo of that and, you know, that was supposed to justify that he didn't win. And that's not fair. You know what I mean? I mean, some people's skin swells different. Some people drink more than others, so they bleed. And, right. you know, there's all types of different things that go into that. I honestly did have Chocolatito winning by a round or two. Um, I saw a lot of people had it a draw. I'm not mad at that. You know, I'm not screaming robbery. Uh-huh. I'm not screaming anything like that. I could see where people would have had it a draw. I'm, you know, I'm okay with that. I did have him winning by a round or two. Jay, how'd you have it, the outcome? I scored it like I, I scored it nine rounds to three. I thought Quadra stole some rounds in the middle. What ends up happening? What you know? What I really liked about this fight was the fact that it was so divided between Nicaragua and Mexico in the form. So you can't sit by and say, well, the crowd influenced what the judge, the judges were seeing. Because in one respect, it's Nicaragua and it's Mexico and everybody's hype in there. I think that Chocolatito just landed the more devastating punches and was far more accurate than Quadras was. And then in a lot of those rounds, Chocolatito would come on strong at the end and he would steal the round. Quadras would start the round good, but Chocolatito would adjust and do what he needed to do to get Quadras in a position to really land these devastating punches. And once again, it's Chocolatito. It's not Chocolito and it's not Chocolatito. (laughs) Chocolatito is Michael Jackson's brother. I don't even know what Chocolito is, but it's Chocolatito, all the syllables. Give the man all the syllables and all the belts, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, before we move on to the cross fight, the lines are open. We see a bunch of people yes. on the switchboard. We're only going to pick you up if you press one. We want to take, um, you know, your reaction mm. to this weekend's fight. We want to know what you Damn think right. about Canelo Smith this weekend. If you want to play Know It or Blow It and win some free gear from RagingDates.com, press 1 so that we know that you one. want to play and um, that you have some predictions you want to share with us. Okay, so let's move on, Jay. The co-feature Saturday <laughs> night is Kamagai and Soda Cross. Kamagai stopped Soda Cross in the rematch in the eighth round. Soda Cross's corner saw enough. They waved the, 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 the fight off, and you know what? We saw enough today. Damn right. Man, the real co-feature was us accidentally rolling up in the fighter hotel after the fight. But we predicted it. We talked about it on the ruckus this week. Kamagai versus Sotokara. Sotokara has a lot of miles on him. That man has been in a lot of battles, a lot of wars. He hasn't really taken too many. His easiest fights probably took place when he was still an amateur. But that guy has a lot of miles on him. Kyle McGuy came to win, probably watched it back, readjusted, did what he needed to do to get the victory. Those men were beating the hell out of each other. So the car landed some good blows. He just didn't land enough of them and just simply didn't have the power to keep uh, Kyle McGuy off him. Kyle McGuy's back looked huge when they got mm-hmm. into the ring compared to Soda Car. So, I'll, but... I'm kind of guy. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in the ring, but it's a wrap for Soto Cara. Yeah, it, it got to be a little too brutal. So, you know, nobody was yeah. upset. Soto Cara wasn't even upset that his corner, you know, nah. was off the fight. Word on the curb is that that's probably it for Soto Cara. I spoke to a couple people that are close to him there at the venue, and they were saying that the day before 
he did mention that this was probably it for him, you know, especially if he lost, that he was going to retire and enjoy his family. And so that's awesome. Hopefully he sticks to that. Um, so, Jay, do we have anybody yet willing to play Know It or Blow It? Anybody that wants to give nah. us fight night predictions? No? No. Nah. Nah, RB. Ah. I'm sitting here and I'm calling you out because you're in the switchboard listening to the show. We got the 313. We got a, a private number. We got the 812, the 470. Oh, we got a couple people from the 812, a couple people from the 9. Who are all these people from the 313? Where's the 313 at? We're I about think to find Callie. out. Let's pick this up. We got a 313 no, no. that pressed. No, they pressed number oh. one. They want to talk to us. Let's see oh. what's good. 313-908, you're on with the Morning Punch and Show with RB and J. Who is this and where are you calling from? How y'all doing, ladies? You press Damon. What's up, Damon? Let's put our sexy voice on. What's up, Damon? How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm blessed. How are y'all? We We're doing good. We blessed today, too. Amen. <laughs> I know that's right. So what's, what's good? good? What would you like to talk about? Or did you just call to play Know It or Blow It? Well, I'm calling from Detroit. First off, ah. D-Town, representing. Detroit stand-up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Detroit stand-up. Okay, first <laughs> off, okay, I want to talk about Danny Jacobs. I think y'all yeah, be a little too hard. <gasps> really? I, I have, Tell us why you mean. No, mad. because I have heard him call out Triple G. Well, Recently, um, <laughs> he seemed like he's, I guess, ready to step up to that challenge now. Um, <laughs> my bad, my bad. My bad, my, I'm sorry, my hand slipped. My bad. But you know what, well, I actually give him a chance. I mean, I give him a shot if he's willing to go forth and take that challenge because... Him being a, um, a legitimate middleweight, um, he has good hand speed, and if he uses combination punching and boxes and moves, I should give him a good chance. You, you know, here's the, the thing box? with well, here's the thing with Danny Jacobs is he's been the regular champ now for like two years. Who is okay with just being a regular champ in boxing? So it's mm. kind of like, for me, it's like the jig is up. You know what I mean? Like, if he really wanted that, if he really wanted to fight the best, like, this would have been happened already. And I understand he's got this really great storyline. He beat cancer and all. But, again, like, the jig is up already. You've been the regular champ for two years. Then he's calling out Golovkin. Let's do this in Brooklyn. Like, yo, you're not a shot caller either. You know, so it's just, you're, you um, know you're absolutely you, you can right. You, you're 100% right. But I feel like now, I feel like now he's ready to take on the challenge. Um, but we, y'all only time will tell. But you're yeah. absolutely right, as, yeah, with what you're saying. And yeah, it's no you know, disrespect w, to Danny the, Jacobs. It's no disrespect. He's a good dude, but... Yeah, you know the the WBA is probably the WBA is probably going to enforce the fight and and you know say that that's the next fight or probably go to purse bid, you know that's where there's going to be a lot of problems, you know. But we did see that Al Heyman made the Dominic Wade fight with Golovkin, so you know he should yeah. probably say, you know what, Danny, it's sink or swim. That's right. I agree. It's time. Exactly. It's time to step up to the plate with Danny Jacobs' hand. I don't mind him wanting to get paid for it because I, they both yeah. should get paid pretty good money. They're both yeah, champions. Yeah. 
Um, they've mm-hmm. been, uh, Danny's been champions, like you should say, RB, for what, the last two years now. So he ought to yeah. get a good paycheck for it. Not Floyd Mayweather money, but some, you know, a good, you mm-hmm. know, paycheck. Uh, so I feel him on that. And hopefully this, you know is, what? this fight, that'll be the next big middleweight fight because I'm actually looking forward to it. You know what they could do? Here, here's how they make the fight. You said the fight should be in Brooklyn. It ain't going to be in Brooklyn because Danny Jacobs is not the A-side in that fight. They could put it at Madison Square Garden where Golovkin fights all the time. That way you get all of New York coming out. Look at that. Mm. Everybody wins. You put it at Madison <laughs> Square Garden in the little theater. Boom. We got a fight. Yeah. yeah. You're all over it. <laughs> so are you going to Now, I'm not watching the Canelo fight. I'm not going to watch that because we know what's going to happen. Just like you didn't, <laughs> what you say, RB, you didn't watch the more the yep. Jacobs fight, which I understand. I feel the, the, the exact same way about this Canelo fight. Nothing against Canelo because he has an impressive resume. He has fought a lot of great fighters. But, right, I just feel like he should be fighting someone that is, you know, on the, someone like a Triple G or mm-hmm. uh, a you know as equal you know of an opponent as he is. Well, so I don't understand a, why he's be, say, why this fight is happening. I can see yeah. okay you want to stay busy, but you're going to for sure fight Triple G next. Okay, I understand that, but we don't know what he's going to do after this fight. He he's been saying he wanted to fight Triple G for the last year or so, but mm, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> so so me and me I'm and sure. Jay we're gonna. Me and Jay, we're going to actually give our fight predictions a little later in the show. However, what I do want to ask you is, you know, you're saying you don't want to watch this fight, that he shouldn't be fighting Liam Smith. So what do you know about Liam Smith? Why should Canelo not be fighting him? What do you know about him? Like, you know, you think he's a bomb? Honestly, or, I, mean, what, I don't know, do know too know? much about him. Exactly. I'm not going to front. I don't know too much about him, but I know. But I'm sure if he was on – if he was on – this level of, well, I haven't heard any of the um, boxing officials talking that well about them either. Mm-hmm. Um, I have even, including you guys, I, have heard you, I haven't heard you guys saying, oh, this is going to be, this is mm-hmm. an opponent that Canelo may want to, I mean, I'm sure he's going to train hard and everything, and yeah, you, you're not supposed to take no one lightly, but I'm sure if this guy was that dangerous, um I mean, it would be people would be saying that, but that's not yeah, what's happening I, here. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people don't know him, and I'm going to break it down a little later. The past couple of weeks, I've been tweeting here and there, you know, just kind of saying, "Hey, I think this fight is going to be better than what y'all think," and uh, we wanted to talk about it during fight week. So, um, before we let you go, we are going to put you in the queue because I want you to hear my breakdown of Liam Smith. I've been watching video on him and just like really studying him a little bit. Because people don't know him, so I'm going to kind of give my assessment on him. But would you like to play Know, know It or Blow It before we hang up? Absolutely. I finally get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo! All right. We are not going to make it too, too hard for you. So, Jay, we're going to give him 10 seconds on the clock. Got it. All right. Lock. We want you to name us five current junior welterweights, five current 154-pound fighters. Go. Super welterweight. You said junior. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Junior middleweight. I'm sorry. We'll give you an extra 10 seconds. 154 pounds. Canelo. Canelo Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Give him 10 more seconds, Jay. Canelo Ever Alvarez, Laura, Ezra D. Laura, mm-hmm. um, Gabe Rosado. Nope. Dang. You know what? You know why I like playing this game? Because we get some real boxing heads that listen to our show. And a lot of these fighters have a false sense of their worth and their popularity. And, you know, we're asking, like, who are some of the 154-pounders in boxing right now? And a lot of these guys that think they're popular, nobody even knows them. Be fucking nice. (laughs) (laughs) So let's kind of talk about it, though. Let's talk about some 154-pounders. I guess, Camilo, there's Laura. Jay, who are some other 154-pounders? The Charlos? No, everybody forgets about them. Andrade. Oh, my boy, Tony Harrison. Tony Harrison from Rose Detroit. Man. Canine. Julian Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Michelle Soro. Yeah. The, yeah, a Trout. lot of them. Austin Trout. Austin Alan Gulo. Trout, yeah. Well, anyway, Damon, we, we thank, thank you for calling. Liam Smith. <laughs> yeah, Liam Smith. Listen, thank you for calling in. We are going to put you back in the queue because I want you to hear my Camillo Smith breakdown, and it might encourage you to even watch it illegally so anyway (laughs) all right listen have a good day detroit put him back in the queue jay we're going to keep it rolling and go to a commercial break and we'll be right back with word on the curb just so you know we're not advocating any illegal streaming on the morning punching if you want the best (laughs) box stats beats the rest box stats is the best boxing app for all you boxing enthusiasts and professional boxers perform a quick search and get all the info you want and need box stats available on the apple app store download it for free today box stats know your opponent all right back. yes that was that was a great call listen we encourage everyone to press one talk to us play the game we don't bite we love hearing, you know, everybody's predictions and breakdowns and their views and takes on things. You know, we just like to have um, fun. So let's go on to some hot topics. Before we get into Canelo Smith, um, Adrian Broner, I've seen a bunch of videos floating around on him from this past weekend, and he has been screaming that he's returning to the ring in December. And according to Broner, he's most likely going to fight a U.K. fighter. Who do we think that fighter is going to be? I'm going to think and suggest Ricky Burns. Mm, yes, of That's course. That's my guess. He has, to fight every, he has to fight everybody that Crawford fights instead of just fighting Crawford. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? But, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think. I think you're right. Ricky Burns is a title holder. No, he's not. But, yes, I agree. Good fight. Yeah, expect to see Rashi Warren on that card as well. Um, J-Rock and Carlo still have not found a home. Don't be surprised if maybe they get stuck on that card in December, too, maybe like on a Broner card. Or, you know, I know Charlo thinks that this is a main event and that this fight is worth millions, but at the end of the day, it's probably a really good co-feature on somebody's right. card. So, right. um, look, we had a caller who listens to our show all the time who follows boxing, and we asked him to name, you know, five 154-pounders, and he didn't mention Julian Williams or the Charlos. So that is very, very telling. That fight is not worth millions of dollars if the average boxing fan doesn't really know who they are. So, all right, Right. let's move on to it is fight week. Canelo versus Smith with a really decent undercard, too. 
A lot of people have been complaining. I get it. You know, they're dogging the fight. They really wanted Canelo to fight Golovkin. However, I do think it's going to be a better fight than what most people think, Jay. And I'm going to tell you why. First of all, Liam Smith, he is undefeated. A lot of people don't know him, but he's not a bum. He's not coming here to lose. He's got really, really good trainer. He's an aggressive fighter, and he will bring the fight to Canelo. Watch some film on him. Watch some tape. He is a come-forward fighter, which is going to make it fun. Canelo really looked his best against aggressive fighters. For example, look when he fought Angulo and Kirkland. You know, he sent them both to hell, but they were both come-forward fighters, and it made for a really good fight. Um, Liam Smith, he's very young. He's fresh. I don't think he's going to win. But I do think we're going to see a competitive fight. That's the type of style Mm -hmm. that Canelo looked really good in. You know, he didn't look all that great against Austin Trout and Laura because they're more boxers. They move a lot, you know. And so that's that's not really attractive for Canelo. Liam Smith is going to be an attractive fight. Say, what do you think? I don't have as much of a problem with the fight as the matchup as people do. What I have a problem with is the fact that this shit is on pay-per-view. That's what I have a problem with. I think Smith, for all the reasons you said, will bring a good element to Canelo's fight game. It'll give him an opportunity to tussle with someone with a little bit of different style. Just because we don't know Liam Smith over here in the United States doesn't mean he's a bum. Do we expect Canelo to win? Yes, we do. But it could be far more interesting than we think. I'm looking forward to the undercard. I'm looking forward to seeing Gabe Rosado mix it up with Willie Monroe. I think that's a cool little fight. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to seeing Jojo Diaz because I like that kid. I expect him. Mm-hmm. It's the return of Saddam Ali after getting dropped by Jesse Jesse Vargas. Had to almost call Jesse something else. Jesse Vargas. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing these different fights. I just have a problem with the fact that it's on pay-per-view. I mean, come on, man. People work. People are working class people. Anybody got time to be buying all these damn pay-per-views? Come on. Well, well, this is what I will say is tickets are selling really, really well. They are probably going to put close to 50,000 people in the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. I cannot wait to actually be there um, to experience that. I think the pay-per-view is still going to do half decent because regardless of what the hardcore people say, you know, Canelo still has a country that follows him. Do right. you think they care right. that he ain't fighting Golovkin this weekend? They don't care that he ain't fighting Golovkin. They're still going to buy the pay-per-view. In the Kofi, you know they said, is a really – oh, go ahead. Yeah, and you know what I was just thinking? Hell, he might have a lot of people tuning in just to see that if he might – how he's going to look because in avoidance of this, this uh, Triple G fight, he's starting to cultivate a fan base that hates him. You know, Floyd right. did and it. You need, and you, you need that, too. You need your haters and the ones that love you, too. Before we go to the line and get some fight predictions, the co-feature is a really good fight with Gabe Rosado, Willie Monroe. Obviously, I'm a little biased here. I've been working with Gabe Rosado for, what, four and a half years now. We leave for Dallas tonight. I'm going to be out there. Make sure you're following on my Twitter and my Instagram. We're going to do a lot of cool things behind the scenes. Um, there is some real animosity there between Monroe and Rosado, which should make fight week. Really fun. Um, they're going to leave it all in the ring. Um, the winner could potentially get Canelo, maybe not, but um, let's not get into all that. I don't need any meltdowns on Twitter. Let's go to the phone line today. If anybody hit one, I want to take Canelo Smith's fight predictions. 
All right, let's do it. Let's go to the 916. We got 916 who pressed 1. 916-862-6984. You are on with the Morning Punch and Show. Who is this and where are you calling from? This is Jay calling out of Sacramento. How are you ladies doing this week? Good morning, Sacramento. Oh, everything's good. Long time uh, listener, first time caller. I did want to play Notre oh. Board and try my luck. Okay. Yes. Okay. Let's do this. Before we play Noah or Blow It, do you have plans to watch Canelo Smith this weekend? Well, yeah, I'm a boxing head, so I'm going to watch it. I'm not too excited about it, but I am interested. I don't know a lot about uh, Liam Smith enough to say which direction I'm leaning, but, you know, I'm mm-hmm. interested to see the, the matchup. Yeah. All right, let's play Noah or Blow It, Jay. We're going to give him 10 seconds on the clock. We have asked this question before on the show, and a lot of people – just can't get it. So we're still waiting for a winner here on this particular question. Ten seconds okay. on the clock. We want you to name us five current world champions. Five current world champions. Current world champions. Um, Gennady Golovkin. Uh, shit. Canelo. Mm-hmm. Kovalev. Terrence Crawford. Um, One more. What was that? How much? I'm going to give him one more. Give me one more. Lomachenko. Lomachenko. Yeah, you got it. You got it. We wanted somebody to win. You're a winner. You're a winner. Uh, Listen, Sacramento, do you follow me on Twitter? Yeah, I'm on Kino503 on Twitter, Encore. I'll send you a message right now. Okay, send me a message. Uh, Listen, go to RagingBabe.com, see what's available in your size, and let me know the style, the size, and your shipping address, and we'll get that right out to you. All right, I appreciate it. I'm at work, so I'll do it on my break, but I'll get the info to you. I appreciate it. All right. Got you. Thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. All right. We got a winner. We rolling this morning. We got a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Word up. So we still got word on the curb and this weekend's fight schedule. Jay, if you want to maybe play a quick commercial, and then we're going to come back for real this time with word on the curb and this weekend's fight schedule. Are you looking for a website that has all the latest and upcoming boxing events plus unique and stylish boxing shirts and hoodies for men and women? Go check out RagingBabe.com. It's your one-stop shop for the most current boxing info and fresh boxing apparel for him and her. Shop online today at RagingBabe.com. Use the promo code RB20 at checkout for 20% off your entire purchase today. That's code RB20 or 20% off your entire purchase today. Only at RagingBabe.com. So join the movement and see why attitude and loyalty become passion and determination only at RagingBabe.com. How about this? We were going to go into Word on the Curve, but we're going to leave people hanging on a little bit longer Mm. because we Mm. had an awesome hot question of the day. And I'm looking at the hashtag there, and mad people have responded, Jay, to your hot question, which was, will the Brook fight inspire more fighters to step in the ring with Golovkin? If you want to give us some responses, I know Roy Jones had some stuff to say about this too. Yes. Wow, I'm looking, I'm laughing because I'm looking at the responses to the hot question. We got somebody's response that's written in Russian. I gotta bust. I'm gonna bust out the Google Translate because this is probably the best response in the queue. But once again, the hot question of the day: Will Will the Brook fight inspire more fighters to step in the ring against Triple G? And let's read some of the responses. Let me scroll all the way back. And Izzy Tango 6 says, I think it will inspire more fighters to take on Triple G, and then their their trainers will promptly shut it down. Uh, mm-hmm. Carrie Daigle, whose Twitter handle is Keep Punching, 
Absolutely. He was able to be reached with right hands and showed boxers could give him a challenge. Good acting. That's right. He's a man. He's human. You can hit him. That's right. Mo Al 3 MRI says, I think not, unless busting your eye socket is something you enjoy. I don't like my eye socket getting busted. That's not cool. And uh, Virgil Hawkins, whose handle is Sabretooth Smith, says, more fighters will see Triple G as cherry picker. Dude's been picking smaller guys since Maypack and Ward got him scared of 168. Mm. Mayweather got him scared of 168? Uh-uh. Has Mayweather ever weighed 168? Just on G? Oh, okay, never mind. Okay, Haltham89 says, doubt anyone will be moving weights to fight him. A few super mids and light heavyweights will fight him on their terms. Hey, that's what happened with Chad Dawson and Andre Ward. Um, Shaz Chaudhry, whose Twitter handle is Shaz underscore SMAC, says, when it finally happens, Chris Eubank has the artillery and firepower to dismantle Triple G. Yeah, but he had his shot and he didn't sign his contract, so we'll get back to him on that. Domo Famsaw says, hopefully and hopefully, it's someone in his weight class rather than another ballsy welterweight. Exactly. But who's left? Billy Joe Saunders and Danny Jacobs. Let's see if I let them answer the call. Uh, Exposed Boxing says, no, not until Triple G starts showing some type of vulnerability, which he really hasn't. Jacobs and Saunders all talk for now. I agree. I agree with that. Drake Goldwater says, yep, false courage. Uh-oh. Well, hey, false. And then we've got the, the Russian guy, da, da, vodka, vodka, borscht, borscht. So I got to get the translate on that one. I don't know what it says. Referee the, the next Willis. one is funny. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Canelo will be inspired in 2019. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, our savages. Alexander, hey, the, the double G. Go ahead, RB. Uh, I know that after the fight, Roy Jones had a lot to say about Golovkin, and I really want to make sure that you get to share that with our listeners. Okay, let me pull out Roy Jones. Oh, yeah, you got a if clip. you were, yes, I got a clip for you guys to listen to. Roy Jones Jr. was talking pretty, pretty, pretty big stuff after the fight, and I'm going to play part of what he said. Oh wait, no, that's Rip Trip. That's Roy talking about Quadra. Why won't we let him stop? Because they protect that guy who took it on the chin to go up and fight these beasts. Triple chins are beasts. We got guys in the middle of the that don't want it. And this guy's a rough weight and took it. So because he's going to stop it, they because they saw that he was starting to dwindle and that pressure Triple Chins was putting on him was getting close by Triple Chins a big toe. Well, you, it's kind of, it's kind of uh, sketchy, the audio. You'll have to go to Bad Culture TV and listen to Roy Jones Jr. In essence, Roy Jones says, if you got guys in your division who won't fight you, you got to go up and find them. It's as simple as that. There are fights that are out there, but if you want them and nobody's coming to you, you can't sit around and cry about it. You're going to have to go get them. So super middleweight division. Triple G could be coming to a theater near you in your near future. Yeah, Roy Jones was really, really hyped about that, and he made a lot, a lot of sense. You know, um, mm-hmm. 
he didn't want to move up to 168. He's challenging everybody to fight him. And after a while, it's like, mm. you know, you start looking and say, well, how about you dare to be great? Dare to be great. And for those of you who are listening who want to have uh, see the Roy Jones interview, I'm going to tweet it now from the badculture.net, uh, the link to what Roy Jones is saying, and RB will retweet it, and then that way you guys can check it on out for yourself. All right. So let's go on to our word on the curb, Jay. Um, we mm, don't have a mm. lot of word on the curb this week, but what we do have is, is kind of juicy. So everybody listen up. Let's start with Danny Garcia. The fight with Andre Berto is in limbo. They were supposed to fight mm. October 15th in L.A. This was supposedly a done deal a long time ago. This fight was going to happen when Berto was fighting Ortiz. And apparently there are some discrepancies with money. Andre Berto feels like he's worth a little more money. He wants to get paid just as much as Danny Garcia is getting paid, which Danny was going to get close to 1.4, 1.5. And that's just not feasible. Mikey Garcia's on the card. He's going to take a big chunk of the money, right? right. So right. there's really just not enough money to go around for this. So, however... They're out there looking for different options for Danny Garcia because he's the A-side. That's the one that, you know, needs a fight. They're not out there looking for Berto. So, oh, my gosh, word on the curb is that they offered Danny Garcia a fight with Peralta, the guy who just beat Robert Guerrero. For goodness sake. I can't do it. See, this is the kind of stuff that makes people get all hypey and lit on social media. Stop making these retarded fights, man. (laughs) My God. And and, and before you start tweeting us, calling us haters, you call us 718-508-9852, and you break it down why that fight even makes sense. Before you start tweeting us some nonsense and some troll shit, you hit us up and you tell us why that fight would make sense before you start trolling. Yeah, and and so... But, so here's the other word on the curb, though, is that Angel's not happy about that. Angel Garcia doesn't really want to fight Parasa. I think he knows the type of damage that that would do to Danny's reputation. Well, further damage that it would do to his reputation. So I don't even think they want to fight Parasa. But they are definitely running out of options. I mean, when you think about it, who, who's he going to fight at 147? You know, Broner? Uh, you know, they're going to give Broner yeah. a little tune-up, and that's not going to work. So... Uh, anyway, Garcia's fight with Berto, that's in limbo. It, you know, it's not going to happen. doesn't look like it's going to happen, and Peralta is what was offered to him. Anyway, um, let's move on to that's Miguel Cotto. Miguel Cotto, last um, week it was put out there that he might fight Lamont Peterson December 3rd in New York. That word on the curve is actually very much true. Um, Lamont really? Peterson, there's just not much left for him over at Heyman Boxing. And people might think that that sounds weird because there's Sammy Vasquez, there's Earl Spence, you know, there's, well, he already fought Danny Garcia, there's Sean Porter, but Lamont doesn't want those fights. He wants to make a really big payday. And Heyman actually does want to take care of him. He's like, you know what, if Cotto's the biggest fight and that's where he can make the most money, why not? Go fight Miguel Cotto. I ain't got to pay for it. I don't got to put you on my free TV. I don't got to cut check. Rock Nation pays really good. So, you know, he yep. wants Lamont to ride off into the sunset with a good paycheck. So expect for Cotto Peterson to really happen um, and Heyman to work with Rock Nation on that. I'm not mad at that. If, hey, get your money. I'm not mad. 
Yeah. Just don't bring them um, chicks back for the halftime show. I know that. I mean, the the whatever that was them with the non Puerto Rican girls. Still mad. <laughs> non Puerto Rican girls word, dancing during the Puerto Rican fight. Some other word on the curb. Be crazy, Jay. Some other word on the curb. Um, going back to Puerto Rico, the fight between Juan Man and Wilfredo Vasquez is apparently facing some issues, and that fight could be called off. I don't know more of the specifics. Mm. That's the word on the curb. Um, so I, we will let you know more. But that was actually a good little fight for Puerto Rico, you know, locally there. Shakur Stevenson, okay. the silver Olympian medalist. Um, I think we all kind of figured he was going to sign with Floyd, that he was going to become a TMT fighter. Newark, New Jersey gave him this big parade where he was wearing a TMT hat. So that made it um, pretty obvious that he was signing with Mayweather Promotions. But here's the kicker is that he just got this brand-new Dodge Challenger, and everybody knows that this is Floyd Mayweather's trademark with his fighters. If you go back and look at every fighter that he signed from Jay Leon to Luis Cuba Arias to Badu Jack and Ishay Smith, he has always gifted them a Dodge, whether it was a Charger or a Challenger. He must got a hookup with Dodge. And so now, of course, Stevenson just went and picked up his brand-new Dodge Challenger, and supposedly he got a really nice signing bonus and his mom's going to get a new house and all these great little perks. So not sure when it's going to be announced yet, but it really looks like Shakur Stevenson has signed with Mayweather Promotions. I'll roll a challenger. Those those do, those cars get up on the freeway, but I'm not going <laughs> to All right, let's wrap up here with the fight weekend schedule. I got packing to do. I'm leaving for Dallas tonight. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to bring you guys all the juice and the good behind-the-scenes stuff. So I am so excited to be out there, Jay. I, oh, you have Enjoy. no idea. I wish you were coming away. Yeah. All right, I this know. weekend's fight schedule. Jay, kick it. This weekend's fight schedule, we got another busy fight weekend, so let's jump right, jump right into it. Tuesday on Fox Sports 1, we got Eddie Ramirez headlining against Kevin Watts. So make sure you tune into Fox Sports 1 on Tuesday. On Thursday, from Philly on CBS Sportsnet, Dusty Hernandez-Harrison versus Thomas LaManna. Thomas LaManna gets his fights, man. I seem like I get a press release for Thomas LaManna every other week. That dude's probably fighting in his sleep. So if you want to tune in, if you're in the Philly area, make sure you go support some boxing and go see Dusty Hernandez-Harrison versus Thomas LaManna. On Friday, Cornflake LaManna. On Friday, on Bounce TV from Las Vegas. (laughs) Friday on Bounce TV from Las Vegas, Nevada, Ishe Smith versus Frank Galarza. So if you want to see if you are fans of the TMT fighters and you are in the Vegas area, go ahead and check it out. They've got everybody on the card. Jay Leon love fighting um, all, all, the, all the people. Jay, I want to chime in on that fight because I actually like that Ishe Smith-Galarza fight. It's kind of a crossroads fight for each one of them. It's kind of sink or swim for each one of them. Last time we saw Galarza, it was like a year ago, and he lost, you know, on TV. And so he's coming back knowing that he has to win. Isha Smith has nowhere to go. You know, he either has to win or he has to kind of retire at this point. And I think Galarza has a really, really good shot. Isha Smith, he's not the fastest fighter. He's not, you know, really, really crafty and everything. So I, you know, even though I'm not a really big fan of his, I'm looking forward to that fight. Had to chime in there. We know who he ain't. We know who he ain't. What? Who's not watching the fight? Eddie Mustafa Muhammad. Ah! So, 
We know he ain't watching that card. He's gonna also be in the largest on... corner. <laughs> oh my God, that's some trolling on a hundred thousand trillion. <laughs> also happening this weekend, we've got, um, of course, the big pay per view from Texas, headlined by Canelo Alvarez versus Liam Smith, Gabe Rosado versus Willie Monroe on the undercard, JoJo Diaz, Diego De La Hoya, Saddam Ali. Shout out to Eddie Gomez who is fighting on the card yes. against Dario Furman. Shout out to Eddie Gomez. Let me get it. Shout out to Eddie. <laughs> I hope he does well. That's that's my homie. I'm usually not very partial to fighters, but that's my homie. Anybody who wrote me up to Harlem for some good-ass food is my homie. So I'm rooting for Eddie Gomez. I hope he has a great fight, kid. And uh, also this weekend, not televised on Saturday, we've got a title fight. We've got Glowacki versus Usyk. Now, remember with this fight, Usyk won it. We reported that Antonio Tarver, well, we referred to the article on Boxing Scene. Antonio Tarver was approached about being a, a sparring partner for Usyk. And um, he told Usyk that in order to be a sparring partner, he needed some fat dough and that co-feature spot. I don't see him on the schedule, so I guess they didn't meet his demands, but the fight still is going on in Poland for the WBO Cruiserweight title. And that's the weekend fight schedule, kids. Yay. All right. Well, it looks like we have fights Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So no bitching that boxing is dead or anything like that. We got a full schedule this week. And, Jay, I think we can wrap it up. Um, We're a little short of 9 o'clock. Unless there's anybody in the queue that wants to play Know It or Blow It, we'll wait a couple seconds. Would you believe we got one? Girl, we got mad people who actually pressed one today. I'm I'm shocked. Oh. Okay, yeah. well, let's go yeah. ahead and pick up a couple callers. We have 10 minutes left. Let's do it. 347. 347-672. You're on with the Morning punch Show with RB and J. Who are we speaking to and where are you calling from? 347, you're live and you pressed one. All right, maybe they went to the bathroom. Back in the queue. Let's move on to this one. We got an 816 that pressed one. 816 Yo, 816. What's up? What's up? What's, What's up? good? Who beeping at you, though? Y'all. <laughs> Who beeping at me? Right. It sounds like the <laughs> Nobody's beeping at you. Nah, I don't know. That's probably something passing by. Yeah, I want to say that. Hey, hey, uh, Major Bay, you put, you put black, black, B-L-A-A-T, and I sent you that Roy Jones, uh, Little video when he was saying what he was saying about Triple G. What's what's yes. that? I want to. Yeah, what's that? What's that? Blatt, Blatt was like gunshots. Like Roy was really spraying oh, okay. gunshots okay. out there. Okay, okay. You like me all right there. You like my shoes up. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh. I'm like, I'm like Roy Jones is talking the real man. I mean, it made yeah. a lot of sense to me. He, I mean, you, you know, know what? Him, a lot so. of people don't want to say what Roy is saying, but Roy. He said it. That's why I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, man, I seen y'all did an interview with Roy a while back. And I'm like, shoot, y'all seen Cruz Roy. I'm like, why you saying that? But, uh, yeah, I was, I was flipping on that one. So you ready for shit? I got it now. I got it. But, yeah, I, I agree with Roy on that, man. He, was, he, was, he hit that one right on the head, man. Because people yeah, ain't lining man. up to fight 3G. People are not lining yeah. up to fighting, man. So you ought to move up. Are you, are you going to watch Canelo Smith what? this weekend? No, I'm not. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people are really shitting on the fight just because they don't really know who Liam Smith is, and that's, that's kind of not fair. I think the problem is, as far as the junior middleweights, I think Liam Smith is like eighth or ninth rated welterweight. I mean, junior middleweight, you know, I guess below mm-hmm. the Charlo, the Hirai, all of those guys. So. Talk, talk to us about these Philly fighters. You're from Philly. Philly has a lot of history with boxing in Philly. Who is who is your dude right now in Philly? My, my dude right now is J-Rock. I'm a West Philly guy, so I'm a little biased. But I think J-Rock is the – I think just – I think he's a complete fighter. So I think that, mm-hmm. that's what I'm liking right now. But I'm yeah. a young guy. I'm a young guy. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. I, I, Boots is nice. Yeah, uh, Boots is real nice. And Kevin Farmer, Farmer also. I think he's uh, I think he's I think he's like a fighter two away from championship level. Yeah, well look, this week in Philly you got uh Dusty Harrison fighting Lamana. Um yeah. and I think Boots is on that card. Boots is on the undercard, Boots is nice, he's he's definitely going somewhere. And then in October uh, Hm? Kids, uh, Devin Amy's on that card too. Who? Devin Amy. From Oakland, and he's on that card, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that yeah. kid's on it, too. Yep, yep. And then uh, in October, you got a really good local fight going on in Philly with uh, Brunson and Tito Garcia. And, again, they might not be the most popular fighters, but they two Philly fighters, and they are going to get it on. And Tevin Farmer has been added to that card. So you could actually see Tevin Farmer October 14th in Philly. I'll be there for sure. Brunson's my guy, yeah. Oh, good, good. All right, so look, we're going to play Know It or Blow It with you. We're going to give you 10 seconds on the clock. All right, here we go. Which boxing class is the heaviest, flyweight, bantamweight, or featherweight? Which boxing class is the heaviest, flyweight, bantamweight, or featherweight? Featherweight. Yep, he got it, Jay. All right, I didn't even get a chance to queue up. Man, people (laughs) is getting excited. Yo, they ready. I love it. I love it. All right, Philly, hit me up somehow. Get a hold of me somehow. Visit RaisinBabe.com. Look to see what's available in your size. Hit me up. Let me know which shirt you want and where I can send it to, and it's yours. All right, nice. All right, thank you. Have a good one. All right. That's dope. Man, people is on fire today. I absolutely love it. I have enjoyed this show this morning because I really wanted to knock, man, my my kid made me mad this morning. So I'm happy to be with you guys. Yeah, let me tell you, uh, we went weeks without any know it or blow it winners. And I think everybody really stepped their game up. And so we're going to have to step our game up because we started asking some really easy stuff because we want to give away stuff. We like giving away stuff. So Anyway, um, if you didn't know, we re-released five shirts um, that originally rolled out two years ago on RagingBabes.com. Check that out. They're still free shipping. We got really cool wristbands that we're sending for free with every order. So make sure you check that out. We are going to close out. We're going to be back Wednesday with the Ruckus at 8 p.m. We will announce our guests a little closer to Wednesday. And I will be live in Dallas, and Jay will be in Inglewood broadcasting live. Inglewood. But we appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys for listening so much. Thank you, Jay, for being amazing as always. Catch us every Monday morning right here from eight to nine. It's the Morning Punch-In Show. Thank you for making us a part of your day, Jay. It's a wrap. Done. <laughs>